Hello and welcome back to this final mini-episode of Kvikminderpod, an Icelandic cinema podcast. That's it for films in series one, so I thought we'd end with a little chat about what we've seen and discovered. So we've come to the end of our first journey through Icelandic cinema, Ellie. What have we learned? What have you enjoyed? Uh, and who have you enjoyed watching? Well, my first lesson I've learned is don't sit on a squeaky chair. But on a more serious note, I I feel like I've learned a lot about Iceland as a person who's coming to this completely fresh. I feel like I've learned about the Icelandic sense of humour mm-hmm. in that it's incredibly dark and subtle, shall we say. To the point of almost not existing. Exactly. Got a sense of the culture, mm-hmm. I think, a bit. I think that's fair to say. And also, I think, learn a bit about some of the challenges that Iceland is kind of grappling with at the moment. So, I mean, we've had a couple of films that have obviously been about um, the drugs usage and that issue. Yeah. And we've also had a couple that have really grappled with that issue of modernisation, I think. So, like, Rams, you know, um, how Iceland this traditional society that's isolated is transitioning into 21st century life. And I think that's something we also saw in Echo. Definitely. Yeah, so I those were my kind of takeaways. What what would you say? Well, everything you've said, yeah, I would agree with. I think we've... we it's It's only been six films, but we really have seen quite a diverse range of stuff going on in Iceland. And yeah, we've touched on those specifically Icelandic subjects and themes, haven't we? Like... We have spent a lot of time in the capital, but we've also seen uh, how traditional life is and was in Iceland. And I think going from that extreme of like people living in isolation in the hills, farming sheep, and then on the other end of the spectrum, having like the youth, perhaps in their own kind of isolation in a way, falling victim to the drugs and addiction. I think you can't really get much further removed from, you know, place and subject matter. And the island is so tiny, it's quite amazing to see, really. Yeah, and I think we've definitely had a focus this series, haven't we, on human stories and personal dramas, relationships. It's very much been about the characters rather than any kind of bombastic genre stuff. Totally. We've not had a lot of action, have we, really? Not that kind of Hollywood style. No. There's definitely a, a nuance there, isn't there, in the way that people think of from, say, um, Scandi Noir. But beyond the crime drama genre, I think there's that understated somberness, I think, is fair to say. And I think on that relationship front, you know, we've seen a lot of family stuff going on in these films. It's one of the main themes of Jar City and uh, Magnea in Let Me Fall, with or without the support of her family, struggles through her life and her addiction and you know families are as a common theme in mm-hmm. all works of fiction but i wonder whether that's something extra special in iceland where it's such a small country that the, the sort of family is the bonds are much stronger you know we talked about how surnames are paternal rather than mm-hmm. family names and all of that kind of stuff i think maybe family bonds are just that bit more to the front throughout fiction i suppose it definitely seems to be a recurring theme doesn't it what are some of your favorite moments that we've had this series favorite moments i don't know how i don't know whether my favorite moments are necessarily that happy 
But I, like, <laughs> okay. we're talking about family, so I'll start with one that comes to mind, and that's the the chat with Magnea and her dad in the cafe in Let Me Fall. Yeah. Where he just wants, he gives her a phone for her birthday. It's supposed to be a big day for her. And it's really, it just doesn't feel like that at all. He's trying to establish, reconnect a, bo- a bond with her. And it's not really working. And ultimately she runs off back to Stella. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all just a bit sad. Um, but I think the acting in that scene, I love I love both of those actors, Thorstein Bachmann and Ellen Sifhaldos Dottir. And I just think that small scene kind of embodies just that idea of family mm. and how easy it is to pull away and how much you might want to pull your your daughter or whoever it is into you. Well, I think you raised a good point there about the acting being exemplary in that scene, but I think it has been like across the board in everything we've seen. Um, Absolutely. I couldn't fault anyone really um, on their performances. What I was going to raise was a lot more um, flippant and <laughs> perhaps uh, show-offy dramatic than the one you've picked. I was going to pick the stuffed dog on the doorstep <laughs> in another tree. Yes. Just a pure surprise factor. Like That was truly something I, I don't think I've seen in cinema before and it caught me off guard and it was so bizarre that it kind of stuck with me and then of course the whole preposterous final fight scene in under the tree also i wanted to shout out just Mm. because it's very cathartic isn't it where a scene where you got uh, a film where you've got simmering tensions throughout suddenly erupts into some kind of hysterical um mania so yeah i enjoyed that i love a bit of um over the top drama no completely and i mean the the dog scene just is Probably is definitely the most surprising thing to have happened across this series, mm-hmm. and I mean, what a way to end as well! It's just, it's absolutely balmy, and I can't believe that wasn't the first thing that came to my mind, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely, just sort of epitomizes the the dark humor that sort of yes. undercurrents a lot of these films. But I mean, yeah, like you said, all the acting is just so good. I was trying to think you know, which performance maybe is, is my favourite. But everyone's in everything and they're all so good. I think you just kind of see the range of everyone, really. Like um, in the first and the final film, Sigurdur Sigurjonsson, who played Gummy in Rams. That's, you stole my answer. Oh, Or I'm at sorry. least one of them. Go on, you tell me why he's, your, he's one of your favourites then. I think he's one of my favourites because of his kind eyes. I know that sounds weird, but I feel like he just emits a kind of empathy and a very warm quality, even when he's being unappealing. Uh, He's definitely got that uh, charisma that's hard to pin down. Why is he one of your favourites? I mean, for similar reasons as you, I suppose. He sort of tops and tails our series and his character, Gummy, there's parts of that character that we see again in Baldwin in Under the Tree where he doesn't quite go off the deep end like Inga, his wife. And, I mean, that's a performance in mm. itself, isn't it, really? That is, yeah. uh, we'll come to her in a second, Edda Björgvinsdottir. But Sigurdur Sigurjonsson, like you say, he's just, he's just kind of there in the background, just shocked and watching what's going on. And he's, he's slightly more cautious and friendly with the neighbours 
and quite can't quite believe what Inga's done. And I, I think that, that sort of sense of, like you say, friendliness or warmth is, is really enjoyable to watch. I wanted to um, just give a shout out to the two leads in Let Me Fall as well, mm. who were obviously only really quite young. Um, I mean, you'll be able to help me out here, but um, Ellen Sifhaldosdottir and um, Erin Björk Jakobsdottir. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah, I thought for such young people, they gave really nuanced and compelling performances that had me all the way through, whether they were being unsympathetic or sympathetic. They really like had to display a huge range as well in terms of the progression of the characters that I really haven't seen in a film for quite a long time. So I, I thought they were completely believable and brilliant, both of them. Definitely. And, you know, I don't, there's not much chance to do on screen acting in Iceland. So to get to be at mm. that stage so early on in your career is just yeah. mad, isn't it? They're absolutely brilliant. I agree. And then the older actresses who play, play them as older characters, Stella and Magnea, also without fault. But we could stand here, sit here and, and just go on about how everyone is amazing. List everybody, yeah. Just list everyone. You know, who else was there then? Well, of course, the elder brother Kiddy in Rams, who we also saw come back with a truly deranged performance in Jar City. Oh my um, God, yeah. Which was very enjoyable as the um, kind of hard man, the biggest maniac in Iceland, wasn't it? His performance. And he really, you know, like chewed the scenery and that. He really did. And it's quite interesting, actually, how you say we could see sort of gummy slightly in mm. Balvin. And I think Kiddy, taken to the extreme, becomes his character in Jar City as well. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah. which I guess if you've got a film and you want some, you know, crazy older guy, he's your man. If you want an <laughs> older guy who's a little bit more understated, Sigurd uh, Sigurdsson's your man. And then if you want a dad, Thorstein Bachmann. It's as simple as that. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, very good. Uh, Favourite film then? Oh God, I didn't know you were going to ask me this. Um, I think I would have to say Let Me Fall. Not in the way that I enjoyed it the most, and surprisingly it's quite hard to watch it sometimes. But I think for me, it was the one that really drew me in the most Mm. and I couldn't look away from. I felt the pace kept up the whole time. I was so invested in the characters. So for me, I think it would be Let Me Fall. Amazing. How about you? I mean, there's so much to love about that film. Uh, But for me, I think... Purely for the surprise you mentioned earlier, Under the Tree. <laughs> it's just, it's such a slow burn. And then that happens. And it's just, I remember, it just knocked me for six. Delightfully bonkers. Like, just genuinely howling at that moment. Like, <laughs> I can't fathom what has just happened. Uh, so, yeah, for that moment alone, totally worth it. I would also, well, I I would also like to give an honourable mention to Rams because <laughs> I do think it was a good, a really good one to start off on and maybe is a bit more of a slow burn than, say, the ones we've just talked about. 
and perhaps I don't have as much in common with some old sheep farmers in rural Iceland as I do some young women in uh, Reykjavik. But <laughs> I did think that it had some very nice moments in it, you know, with the sheep in the basement being one. So, yeah, that might be my number two, I reckon. Excellent. I think for me, number two, uh, it, goes, it goes to Jar City because it was the first one I'd seen at cinema. And I absolutely adore Ingvar Egert Sigurdsson, who plays mm. Erlander in that. And I really hope we'll be uh, watching him again at some point. Bring him back. Oh, yeah. Bring him back. In fact, a couple of weeks ago on Icelandic Independence Day, 17th of June, Netflix released a TV series called Katla, which was Baltasar Kormakur's creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually appears in that. So I'm very excited to get stuck into that. Um, actually, alongside the older Magnea from Let Me Fall and Thorstein Bachmann. Oh, wow. OK, a stellar cast then. That's a good thing for people to um, go away and get stuck into that if they're missing the Icelandic films after this, right? Absolutely. And hopefully it'll help us hook some more listeners in uh, because, I mean, it, it's going to be epic for sure. Uh, I'm very excited about that, I have to say. But all these actors and actresses, they're so multi-talented, though. You know, you think that you could you could just do one job in Iceland and and that would probably see you through, like the sheep farmers, perhaps. But everyone in the arts is so kind of multi-talented. It's unbelievable. While we've been on air, Ellen Sifhalsorsdottir has released a single. Oh, really? Yeah, and it is pretty lovely. Uh, so she's on uh, Instagram under Ellen Hal. And the song's called Bjartar Neitur, and it's lovely. So uh, check that out. I will definitely be checking that out. Talking of social media, thank you to everyone who follows us on Instagram and everyone who follows us on Twitter and has been liking and sharing and getting in touch to say they've been enjoying the films and to point out when Icelandic films have been on the telly because, you know, they're not that easy to find. So when they're on things like Film 4, let us know if we don't already know and we'll share it with everyone else. And let us know if there are any films you want us to discuss in the next series. Do you know any other um, Icelandic films, Ellie? Well, I do know about a film called Woman at War. Oh, yeah. In which a woman seems to go to war with a telegraph pole, if that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's a lot more nuanced and complex than that. Um, So I'm imagining that that might make an appearance. And I'm not really sure what else to expect what have you what have you got in your evil little mind? Well, I'm, I've had a little think. I think Woman at War is a pretty good place to start, you know. It, it is a little bit more than a lady fighting a telegraph pole. But as an image for what that film stands for, it's, it's completely perfect. And it ties in with all the, the sort of current politics of environment and things going on in the world and in Iceland at the moment. So when we come back, I'm pretty sure that will be on the list. Uh, you know what we haven't spoken about? Icelandic horses. Oh, we haven't. We've done sheep, but no horses no yet. No horses. So I have a feeling we might do some horses next time. Okay. So I'll, I'll leave that one to, to, uh, to stir. <laughs> now there is a cliffhanger if ever you knew one. <laughs> Go away and research what that Icelandic horses film might be. Yeah, those in the know will know exactly what I'm referring to. But any recommendations will be absolutely welcome. We'll be back later in the year. Don't know quite when, but you'll be here, won't you? I'll be around. 
as soon as it's winter again and I can put on my um, big knits, I'll be ready to go. Amazing, because I think we timed this absolutely perfectly, really. You know, height of summer, all these wintry <laughs> films. It's exactly what people want at this time of year. But what's quite exciting was that we did release Under the Tree on Summer Solstice, which I think is pretty cool because on the Summer Solstice, it's a big celebration, obviously, around the world. But Iceland, as you know, the sun doesn't set over the summer months and it's quite a quite a big day actually Mm. in fact i was at a festival over the summer solstice a few years ago called secret solstice and it was amazing i even saw radiohead oh that was an unexpected anecdote (laughs) i'm full of them okay well thanks everyone for listening thank you ellie for joining me on this journey through icelandic cinema thanks for having me and um i'll give you a call when we're when we're off back around the country again All right, I'll see you then. Thanks very much. Cheers. So that's it. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Ellie and I get to grips with all the many wonderful and disturbing elements that make up movies produced in Iceland. We've certainly had a lot of fun. Before I go, I just wanted to do a proper shout out to those people who helped get this podcast going and to those of you who have engaged with us so far. Firstly, thanks to Mike Munzer of the Evolution of Horror podcast, with who I first recorded a podcast, and who let me ask all the inane questions about how to get this one started. And to Steph McKenna of the Thirst podcast, who also gave me answers when I was getting a little bit confused. To Sophie Watts for the fantastic artwork based on a picture that I took up in the West Fjords a few years ago. And to Jez Diaper and the band Branches Bear for their song Half Light, which we use as the intro and the outro to the podcast. A perfect fit. And to everyone who has said they've enjoyed listening, alerted us to Icelandic films on the telly, and asked the questions we don't have the answers to, thank you for listening and stay in touch. We love hearing from you. We'll be back again later this year, but in the meantime, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram where we're at kvikmindapod, that's K-V-I-K-M-Y-N-D-A-P-O-D. Share us with family and friends and leave us a rating and a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. See you soon. Tack bless. Thanks and goodbye. (laughs) 